Today's Das Maseches Beitza, Daf Mem Baruch Hashem, we've merited to arrive at the scene with Maseches Beitza. Mazel Tov, I'm grateful to the Rebona Shalom, to Hashem for giving me the strength to share this Torah, and to you, the listener, for learning together with me. The final Mishnah teaches a halacha that on Yom Tov, wild animals are moktzah and may not be watered or slaughtered, while domesticated animals, in contrast, that sleep in the city, may indeed be watered and slaughtered. The point is made that watering first enables the slaughtering process to be more smooth. One halacha that is brought in Shulchan Aruch, Shin Chavdalid, Yod Aleph, which is Hilchos Shabbos, but also in Hilchos Yom Tov, in both places, the halacha of Taf Tzadik Zayin, Siv Beis, is this prohibition to feed wild animals on Shabbos Yom Tov, including birds and fish. That is out of fear that one will trap them. This, of course, excludes a person who has pets, who has their own pets, they're considered inside of one's property or one's, one's uh, contained. And hungry wild animals, the Aruch HaShulchan speaks about, they don't have any food, we don't want them to suffer, we can put out food for them. The Mishabura adds a criticism for those who put out crumbs for the birds and Shabashira, which is an interesting custom, since they are ownerless birds. So we have this issue of what our halacha says in Shulchan Aruch and the Gemara that we've learned today. Nevertheless, the Aruch HaShulchan defends this practice because the minag is for us, it's not for the birds, it's for us. We benefit from it to show hakar satov, appreciation to the birds who sang the song at the time of Shirat Hayam. Menchas Alazar adds that Datan and Aviram, these twisty guys, tried to fool everyone by placing the extra man from Erev Shabbos, the second portion that went out, they put it outside at night, the birds came to eat it up before anybody could see. Therefore, we show our appreciation to the birds. Now, these final lines of our Gemara bring us full circle back to the opening lines of our Masechta, taking us all the way back, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, and the topic of Moktza. However, there's a twist, the Tzlach writes all the way at the end, his final comments on our Masechta, based on the Gemara, back on Davavam with Beis, the Gemara says a language, Beitza imitsiyasa nigmeres, which means literally that the egg is fully formed on its emergence. This is our friend, the Beitza, play on the words uh, in the making, on the words Yitziyasa. We're talking now at the end of the Masechet, so at the beginning of the Masechet, beginning of our Masechet, Beitza, the Gemara presented a contradiction in the Psak in the, what are we talking about, the, the conclusion of Rabbi Yehuda, on the one hand holds that Beis Hillel follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, that there is no Moktza, while also saying that Beis Hillel holds like Rabbi Yehuda. And Beis Hillel, when the Mishnah said that you're not allowed to have this, this Beitza, Beitza Shinol to Yom Tov. So Yesh Moktza, according to Rabbi Yehuda, so I don't understand which one is it, who does Beis Hillel hold like? So the Gemara differentiates between Shabbos and Yom Tov. Shabbos is more strict, so Beis Hillel holds like Rabbi Shimon. And on Yom Tov, it's more kal. The rules of Yom Tov, as we know, are less strict than on Shabbos. So Beis Hillel is going to hold like Rabbi Yehuda, depending on whether it's Shabbos or Yom Tov. That's how we're going to decide who Beis Hillel holds like. And the reason why on Yom Tov is not to disgrace Yom Tov, taking the more strict opinion. To strengthen this, the final Mishnah, which is a Stam Mishnah, it's an anonymous Mishnah. Of course, Rabbi Yehuda himself gave us the Mishnayot, put down the Mishnayot, establishes the halacha like... Rabbi Yehuda and Yom Tov. So we have, says the Tzach, Beitzem Yitziyasen Igmeres. The egg at the conclusion is telling us exactly what it intends. The end of Beitzem, we clarify the first Mishnah, that Beis Hillel follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. 
when it comes to Yom Tov. Now for my three takeaways from Sefes Beitzah. The first, Yom Tov is not Shabbos, which means there's more opportunity to have some elements of doing malacha, doing activities such as cooking, but also there's a danger that we can get carried away and get and make Yom Tov too much like a weekday. So Beitzah is all about our whole Masech, it's all about how to ensure that Yom Tov remains holy, remains kadosh, and f- is filled with special and unique spiritual opportunities. Number two, given that Yom Tov has certain allowances, Hashem is highlighting in the Torah both the greatness of Shabbos, because it's not like Yom Tov, but also a critical challenge of Yom Tov, which is the mitzvah of Simcha, a common denominator of the Yamim Tovim, which says Yom Tov, bottom line, is about true joy of our connection and relationship with Hashem through the mitzvahs and day of Yom Tov. And finally, related to this is the fact that Shabbos comes once a week. We have the challenge of routine, but also knowing what to expect. But Yom Tov is about Shechianu. It's something that we don't have so often. And therefore, we need to make sure that we prepare. Our Masechta really puts emphasis on preparing physically, but also mentally, spiritually, psychologically, because we will gain in measure with how we prepare. Hajran Allah, Masechah's Beitzah, Vahadrach Alan, we should be Zoha to return to you, our beautiful Masechah Beitzah, Mazel Tov.